300 in Nunziata. Back here in Hamilton where sometimes this stuff just writes itself. There is a flag, a giant flag now being passed along the east stands here in Hamilton. And there it is. Not Lamadour. <laughs> it should say Hamilton proud, but they've got it upside down. Like I say, this stuff writes itself. Argo fans who are here tonight are killing themselves laughing if they see this not Lamad Duorp sign over on the far side. It's preseason for them too. Great punt by Ronnie Peffer. Holy smokes, it goes into the end zone. And uh, taking a knee, that's a 59, probably about a 64-yard punt with a little bit of wind, not much. The telltales are almost limp. And Ronnie Peffer absolutely destroyed that, and it will go for a single point for the Argos. Good for Ronnie. Ronnie Peffer, I don't, know, I don't think he would disagree with me. He may have been the worst punter I've ever seen in the OUA. Well, there, there was no butt cheek grab there, right? So, you know, he, he's strictly <laughs> the, that little whoop, yeah, the, butt, the butt cheek grab uh, place kicker. But, you know, if you're the special teams guy, do you want this single or do you just want to pin him? You know, what, what's the better what's the better outcome there? Take the point. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be happy with that one way or the other, and so will the Argos. Masoli goes back, and Herdman got him his second sack in as many games for a guy who was a very highly regarded CIS prospect. Fell in the draft. So did his twin brother, uh, Jordan. And the Argos said, Justin Herdman's here in the seventh round. They jumped all over him and grabbed him. And that's his second sack. He had one against Montreal, and he's got one here for a loss of about eight yards. Well, right now, like I said, uh, Bear Woods comes on board uh, just a few days ago. Um, I'm going to assume he's the incumbent middle linebacker, but y- you're still fighting for that backup Mac position. Back to pass. Masoli will dump it out. It is bobbled but caught and taking it out close to the 40-yard line. So getting about 10 of those yards back were the Ticats and uh, making that grab for Hamilton. What's that pass, man? That was Mercer Timmons. Oh, okay. Mercer from nearby Burlington. Product of the Burlington Stampeders and headed out again to Calgary. As the Dinosaurs very well represented on both sides of the uh, the football tonight. And he's going to take that out. Get about 10 back. And the Argos will get it back after this punt. Wobbler. He's no peffer. And it is caught. And Ed Egan is out there to take this one back. A new addition to the Argos. And he'll take it across the 45 to the 48-yard line. Ed brought in this week the... Uh, Northwestern State Demons all-time leader in kickoff return yardage and receptions and reception yards, and he's going to try and make this CFL team. So we played a couple of minutes. Sorry. Yeah, no, we've we've seen five now. So uh, the Toronto Argonauts are auditioning that position. You can tell that's the uh, fifth kick returner that they've had so far this game. That doesn't include the first preseason game either. So like I said, that that position is up for grabs. Ultimately, you want the speed guy that can deliver the knockout shot uh, that can turn the game around on a spectacular special teams play but I think also you have to have a guy that's competent catching the ball maybe in the fifth or sixth receiver role as well. We played a couple of minutes here and it's 16-15 tight catch. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Hogan and Anunziata with you here at Tim Hortons Field. 16-15 Ticats. 13 minutes remaining in quarter number four. 
When they do the kiss cam, why does everybody react with the same thing when they get on the kiss cam? They all go, oh, my God. Everybody who did the kiss cam said, oh, my God, as soon as they found themselves on camera. Consistency, at least. Argos will take over their own 48-yard line here. And they will go running game with a new quarterback in town. And uh, it won't work out well for Dakota Prukop from uh, the Oregon Ducks, who uh, comes in here. He played with Oregon last year after transferring. Guy can run a little bit. He can throw a lot. 23 years old. We'll see what he can do. Yeah, poor execution. Just very slow developing. Uh, there was no commitment with uh, respect to the the quarterback fake, and uh, he gets caught for a three-yard loss. So Prukop will put it in play here at second down and 15 after that loss. Stands back in the pocket, gets rid of it, throws over the middle, and it is caught. He was so patient to wait for a receiver to come open, and it's Malcolm Williams with the catch, and that's going to be a first down. Yeah, you know, he's getting some happy feet. I thought, uh-oh, this isn't going to end well, but uh, he hung in there. Great patience in the pocket. Never left it. Offensive line gave him the time, and he delivered a strike right down the middle. Had a good shot with him a couple of days ago. And I asked him, what do you think of the CFL when he came up here? You come from a major D1 program, and he says, I can't believe how good the coaching is. And he raved about Coach Trustman and Marcus Brady and raved about the talent up here. And they're going to go running game, and it's Martise Jackson who's going to get it. He comes uh, out of the pile, gets across the 40 to the 35. He's got 15, and the returner has a first down as well. Prokop throws a nice block, too. Prukop is the guy in camp that has intrigued me, maybe. And that's no disrespect to Jeff Matthews, because we know what Jeff can do. Uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson is more of a prototypical drop-back guy. I've been curious to see what Prukop can do when the game has started. We've got a Ticat taking a knee right now. Hopefully it's just a cramp. Well, it comes from a great program. Uh, he's an Oregon Duck. He, start, yeah, he started his career at Montana State, played there for three years, yep. then went to Oregon. Got in last year, threw for over 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. Did play every down. But, uh, you know, if you're going to crack that lineup at all, you've got to have something to play at that level, uh, which we know we can do. But now it's can he do it at the CFL level. And uh, they're going to take a timeout during the entry, so so will we. 16-15 for the Ticats. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Don't you just hate jewelry store ads? They always try to make you believe their store is the only place you need to shop. But we don't feel that way at Spence. We want you to shop all over. Gather all the information you can. Look at lots and lots of diamonds side by side. Look at lots of engagement rings. Look at lots of diamond stud earrings. Look at everything that falls within your budget. Everywhere. Then come to Spence Diamonds. Because the harder you look, the better we look. Spence. Woo! Off Brimley, outside Scarborough Town Center, on Highway 7, just off Highway 400 in Vaughan, and in Mississauga near Square One. Man sitting to my immediate left, his name is Sandy Anunziata. Longtime player in the Canadian Football League. And the man to my right is Mike Hogan. I'm standing to Probably, right. probably the voice of the Toronto Argonauts. 30 yeah. year broadcast career. Yeah. And uh, what else old. can I say about you? Nothing that would be true. <laughs> Argos will take uh, over here after the nice run by Marquise Jackson out of Florida Atlantic. Nice reversal there. You mentioned the block thrown by Dakota Prukop as well. So it'll be a first down at the 35-yard line. Ticats with a 16-15 lead. Just inside 11 minutes left here in quarter number 
four, and we get ready as these two teams will do it again for real this time at BMO Field a week from Sunday, 4 o'clock. Be there, support this team. First down. See what they do here. Got three receivers up top, two to the near side. Ball on the left hash mark. Prukop throws it and threw a little bit behind the intended receiver. Miscommunication more than anything else as he was looking for Ed Egan, uh, who is brand new to the Argonauts. I think it was this week they brought him up. Yeah, a little bit too much pressure. Uh, couldn't step up into his throw. Threw a low ball, wide and right. And unfortunately, the offensive line didn't hold up well for him there. That's tough when you're only working with a guy after practice. Ricky Ray takes most of the snaps, even at this stage of uh, camp. Prukop is now forced to scramble, and he ain't getting anywhere. He's down at the 43-yard line, and that will set up a long field goal attempt as Ronnie Pepper is going to come out with the tee and try to give the Argonauts the first lead of the ballgame. Yeah, Jamal Campbell, the uh, starting left tackle for the Argos, now in for uh, Brandon Washington, gives up the very soft edge, and uh, down goes Prukop. So, Pepper will try from 53, uh, sorry, from 48 yards. Does this little thing where he goes back and he'll take his steps and then he kind of grabs his rear end and goes, whoop! I don't know why. I asked him about that and I forget why. He's got the leg on this one. Is it straight? No. Missed it to the right. And the single point will be conceded, so we got a tie ball game, which has happened a lot in the preseason this year. Well, both teams uh, are auditioning players and not firing on all cylinders, and that's why we got a 16-16 game. And it's time for a timeout. 9.39 remaining in the fourth quarter. Tie game at 16. It's Argo Football on TSN 1050. White field goal attempt by Ronnie Pamper is now 16-16. He'll take the single. It's odd that, you know, Ronnie is such a better place kicker than he is a punter. Yet, boomed a 68-yard punt, and then has missed a couple of field goals. That one was 48 yards. I mentioned, I want to finish the story. Maybe the worst punter I've ever seen as a freshman in the OUA. He's a soccer player. I don't think he played football in high school either. Didn't get the concept of the punting. Average in the 20s. I once saw him, I remember... It was either Ottawa or Mac because of the color of the uniform. He punted one into a strong wind that went 10 yards over his head in the other direction. <laughs> it was a minus 10-yard punt in the air. Just He didn't get the concept, but he's worked so hard to get to this level and uh, has obviously been able to play a little bit in the CFL as the Ticats have switched up a quarterback as well. And now Cody Keith is in from New Mexico Highlands. The other quarterback they have on the roster is Logan Kilgore. The former Argo, who looked so good until a couple of games last year where he became colorblind through a ton of interceptions. I think he threw 10 in two games. Yeah, that was uh, that was a struggling period. I think that was a turning point uh, for the Toronto Argonauts season. And uh, unfortunately, they finished out of the playoffs. And all the pomp and circumstance of a brand new stadium and then hosting the Grey Cup, um, it just didn't uh, transcend well. Second down in 10. And Keith throws nowhere near the intended receiver. I don't know if that's on the quarterback or the receiver, but one of them either ran the wrong route, threw the wrong route, or they just didn't communicate it properly. It's impossible to tell from up here, so I never blame, but they were not on the same page there. It's third down and ten, and out comes the punt unit. See, Ronnie Pepper's one of those guys that, uh, you know, it could have went really bad for him last season. You know, he came in for the injured kicker, yep. and um, the guy was almost perfect. 
he was almost perfect in uh, place kicking. His punting was okay. And I remember people were upset when we let him go to Ottawa. But uh, it could have had a very unhappy story. But here he is now fighting for a role. Devontae Neal's going to pick up a ball that bounced uh, the wrong way. And now he's got a little bit of room to show off his feet. And a flag goes down as Neal is tackled at the 40. A gain of about 15 yards. Running from far sideline all the way across the field. Ran about 60 yards almost getting up to the... Uh, near sideline but a flag went down uh, at about the 30 yard line so that's a lot for the newcomers to this league the, the sideline just doesn't ever want to get any closer in some instances well, you're either licking your chops because you know you got the speed to get to the edge and you got a lot of room to do it It'll be a penalty against the Argos for a clip and that will set up a first down substantially deeper in their own territory than they had it without that clip, although from where that was, Neil may not have gotten any further without that block. So they'll move it down to the 13-yard line. So this is a pretty good test here for Dakota Prukop, fighting for his CFL life here. And they'll put it back uh, on the left hash mark. Argos uh, in all blue aside from the helmets, moving right to left. At the 13-yard line, they're going to go ground game, and it is McDaniel going into the pile and taken down at the 19-yard line. That's a gain of about six. Nice little play. You know, they run uh, trips wide with a single receiver to the boundary. They empty the box. There's only six in the box. They put a big body on a big body, and uh, he picks up some really good positive first down yardage. It's second and short, and that's exactly where you want to be if you're a young quarterback. Three to the boundary this time with the ball on the left hash mark. They'll put two up top, one in the backfield, and McDaniel. Brukop, ball tipped at the line of scrimmage. And a flag goes down late. Was that the flag coming out late on a hold, or was there contact with the quarterback? And it's going to be a rough play against the Ticats for a late hit on Prukov. I didn't see that one. I don't know. I, I think uh, he, he was uh, had his personal space being violated a little bit by a Hamilton Tiger Cat, and maybe uh, an outstretched hand just kind of came down on the face mask or the head of his helmet. Well, that's going to be the call. We'll see if we can get a replay here. TSN not doing the games that were reliant upon the folks running the scoreboard here. So the it's not a consistent thing. They do a great job, but it's, it's, it, they're showing this for the crowd, not for us. And it'll set up a first down for the Argonauts. They'll take it out to the 34-yard line. This drive starting at the 13. Prukop with two receivers to left, three up top. And they will go to McDaniel, hit in the backfield, flag down again. And McDaniel gets hit at the line of scrimmage and pushed back. If the penalty was thrown for the block at the point of attack, this might be on Mason Woods, the Argos' first selection in the draft, going 10th overall this year. Yeah, Mason Woods is really struggling at the right guard position right now. Ultimately, he's got to take a better first step. He's got to engage the defender just a little bit more, and it just seems that he's he's just a half a second behind the guy that he has to block. Penalty's declined. Didn't get a number, so we apologize for that. Again, we don't have the ref mic'd up tonight. Yeah, either. So it's uh, it's been some tough sledding up here trying to bring you uh, the, the, I guess, quality broadcast that we're used to doing. And I mean that is not, not the two idiots talking to you right now, <laughs> but as far as being able to get the information to you. So it'll set up a uh, second and ten. The penalty is declined. And we'll see what Kukop dials up here. Back to pass. Two receivers to the near side. Goes over the middle. Great route by Williams who makes the catch across the 50 for the first down. Malcolm Williams has had a whale of a ball game tonight as he's fighting 
A guy like Jimmy Ralph for that backup Canadian wide receiver or slot back spot. Yeah, great route. And basically, that's a route where the receiver really has to adjust. He has to see the depth of the free safety. He has to see the depth of the linebackers. Uh, and it's just this drag route across the middle of the field and just a nice, easy thrown ball by Krukop. And he finds his receiver, and it's a big first down for the Argos. It's all about timing, though, right? And it, it, it amazes me when you see the guys who don't get many reps together who can connect like that. And Prukop's going to go play action on this one and carry it. And uh, he'll get all the way out to the 45-yard line of the Ticats. Good for 14 and a first down. Thought he pulled it out at first, and then he just took it and went around the right corner and scrambles for a first down. Well, it's a good little play action and uh, a better block by uh, James Tuck. James Tuck is uh, fighting for a fullback position with the Toronto Argonauts. He makes a great block to the edge, and he gives Prokop the inside lane, and they pick up another first down. Talk about Tuck in a couple of seconds, but we'll get to this play first from the 45-yard line, just outside the 45 from the right hash mark. Back to pass to Prokop. Zips one in on the numbers to the 40-yard line. It is caught. And is that Williams again? It is. Malcolm Williams on another catch inside the 40 to the 38. I am. I was thrilled when they brought in Tuck. So is J.J. J.J., a fullback from York. But Tuck has been a demon on special teams, right? And I think, just because when I'm looking at positions, I don't know how they can't keep both Declan Cross and James Tuck. And I think both of them can dress. I think this is going to be a situation where you're going to see four running backs dress on a regular basis. Two American, two Canadian. We're going to have Cross and Tuck and Jackson. Or sorry, and uh, Wilder and uh, Brandon Whitaker. That's, if I'm playing, just kind of watching what I've been able to pick up in camp and, and what I'd like to see as well, I'd love to see them go with that four-pack in the backfield. And play action again. Prukop's going to dump it off. He's got... Joe Morgan is going to get the first down to the 35-yard line. They get the first down by a yard, and there's another inch of tie cat on the play. Well, I, is, is that we've seen other teams do that? We'll address four or five guys because of special teams. Yeah, and, and, and when you look at the fullback position in the CFL, it, it doesn't it doesn't really have um, you know a, a huge impact offensively. I mean, fullbacks are lucky to touch a ball maybe a dozen times in an entire season but they have to be accomplished blockers they have to be able to beat demons on special teams and certainly when their name is called on the offensive side of the ball they have to be able to catch the ball they have to be able to run the ball and they have to be able to block so the fullback position kind of one of those unsung heroes jj knows this very very well um he could probably count on one hand how many times he actually touched the ball coming out of the backfield yeah, you got to be a special teams guy. And to your point, Hoagie, I think both those guys can play special teams in this league. Declan Cross is a monster blocker. Uh, he had a couple of drops last year when he had opportunities to uh, catch the football. They didn't use him offensively very much at Mac. But if you go to the OUA especially, you see why he got drafted. Yeah, I mean, he would destroy guys. And he did it last year. And here's a guy now who's got an opportunity to continue to be a starting fullback in his second year in the CFL and James Tuck with you know three years under his belt in the CFL who's, who's provided great special teams play uh, with Winnipeg and Montreal the opportunity for him here as well so just because of you know the number of Canadians and some of the backups I'd love to see him stick around here because he's so good on specials first down at the 35 yard line Prukop little in route they've got him for the first down again and the Argonauts have been moving the ball very well. Jamel Johnson 
has that catch. He was just signed on June the 10th, and he makes the catch. So a couple of newcomers into this team, uh, Ed Egan and Jamel Johnson, are getting opportunities here. You know what? That's just a a great demonstration of quarterbacking right there. He sets his feet. uh, He throws a strike over the middle. And, And again, it's all about the mechanics of playing the quarterback role. Prukop did a great job on that play. First down just inside the 25-yard line. Quarterback draw, and that's not going to work. Prukop gets blown up real good. Uh, back at about the 28-yard line. Loss of about three. 3.45 remaining in the fourth quarter. Argos are in field goal range in a tie football game. Preseason game number two of two. And again... It gets real a week from Sunday, 4 o'clock at BMO, with yeah, we, these Ticats in town. And we can see it's just a really limited uh, offensive playbook for both those teams. So you know what I'm going to be excited about to see is, is the wrinkles that the offense, Marcus Brady has dialed up, Mark Tressman has dialed up. Because right now it's just very basic football. Um, and, and it's exciting to get some of those wrinkles in the playbook moving forward. Second down, 13, Prukop. Fade route, sideline, touchdown! Yes, it was caught in the end zone. And once again, it's Jamel Johnson with a spectacular catch. Great throw, but an even better catch. And the Argos have the lead for the first time tonight. Yeah, you know what? I'm giving that touchdown to number 27, Cam McDaniel. In at the running back position out of Notre Dame. He throws a great block from the middle linebacker to give Prukop the time to deliver that ball. So great job by the offensive line, a better job by the running back picking up the middle linebacker who was streaming through A-gap. Argonauts have scored 22 consecutive points to take a 22-16 lead. And now Ronnie Pepper is going to try and dot the eye here. Kick is up. With a flag down, he got it. But we'll see what the laundry indicates. It was thrown in the defensive backfield. So I have no idea what that was. Too many men, perhaps? We'll find out here. Odd spot for a flag to be thrown on specials. Maybe they saw a hold on the inside. No flag. No indication why the flag was initially thrown from Ben Major, our official tonight. But Prukop to Jackson. The touchdown is good. We've hit the three-minute warning. Argos by seven. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. He did play well tonight. 2.42 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Always interesting discussions at the break. We're talking about <laughs> what do you do now with these quarterbacks because... You know, Ricky Ray's number one, Drew Willie's number two, Fajardo's number three, until further notice. Yeah. Uh, McCall Bethel-Thompson did not have a great night tonight. So maybe if, if we're going to have to scratch one, he may be the guy. Wow. Which Plus brings two. us to two guys who played very well tonight, Jeff Matthews and Dakota Prukop. Yep. Uh, Jeff Matthews with some experience here in the league. Dakota Prukop, 23 years old. A lot of upside. A lot of upside. Maybe a little more mobile. But you've got experience in Matthews. It's a tough call. Well, and as long as you have Ricky Ray here, you got great mentorship in front of those young guys. So Absolutely. it may be a great opportunity to develop a young quarterback. This is a kickoff bobbled by DeMar Altman. And he'll walk the sideline, get him into the hole. Sideline, 40-45-50. And he is taken down at the midfield strike. 
as Brooks got back to make the touchdown. Cariel Brooks may be saving a touchdown. But the Ticats down seven have a, a short-ish field. Well, good job by Ronnie Pepper to actually bust that up. He, he made a beeline down the sideline. He turned the, the returner back inside to Brooks. But uh, definitely too much. Ronnie Pepper is pretty fast. He used to pull down a lot of punts and take off at Laurier. Like a lot. Probably drove Gary Jeffries nuts at some points. Ground game we go and uh, take it for about five yards on first down for the Ticats. Is I believe Sean Thomas Ellington. And it is indeed the Montreal Caravan product. What a program Danny Machoch has put together there. Yes, he has. My former coach in Edmonton yep. won a great cup with Danny, and uh, he's, a, he's, he's an incredible coach. Great football mind. I still bug him about going down a play early on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> High throw, uh, overthrow the intended receiver on second down and five, and I assume the Ticats will go for it, or will they punt, try and play some defense with 207? Nope, they're going to go for it here. Well, Why not? Yeah, why not? Justin Herdman is in uh, at the middle linebacker position now. He's getting lots of reps. He's getting a good look at that middle linebacker position. Um, you know, you'd love to develop uh, the next Mike O'Shea. You'd love to develop um, a middle linebacker that's a ratio changer, but uh, I don't know if he's going to be quite ready for opening data to have a starting position yet. Third and five. It's Logan Kilgore in at quarterback, the former Argo. Incomplete pass over the middle, looking for Brandon Banks. And it will be Argo football. They hold here and will take over with 2.03 remaining. The one thing that I was happy about, when you mentioned Peffer going over to the sidelines, he had a game, uh, it was a playoff game at Queens when he was with Laurier. Bad concussion. Like, he's one of those guys that just, yeah. you know, as a kicker, some guys don't like the contact. Ronnie didn't care. He was and like a pre-Fontaine until yeah, we had sure. to dial back a yeah. pre-Fontaine. Don't go downfield. Don't get involved in the kick. So, the Argos will take over and see if they can kill 203 here. We'll see what Prukop can do here as far as clock management goes. And they're going to go to a double tight end set, and it'll be Prukop taking the ball around the right side and sliding awkwardly about a yard shy of the first down. Again, James... Twelve guys went with the play fake. James the Tuck gives him the edge. Just a great play. And, you know, we, we saw this play all last season. They bring in the fullback. They do that, that counter tray where it's a misdirection play. They bring the fullback in from a slot back position, and he traps uh, the defensive lineman or the defensive end, and they really get the... Uh, the fullbacks involved. That time, James Tuck throws a great block to spring him. Second in the yard, they will go into the pistol and give the ball to McDaniel, and I don't think he got it. In fact, he may have lost a yard. And they will move the sticks back to the 52-yard line, and they're bringing up Pepper and the punt team with 130. Mark Trustman talked about how important, even though it kind of got silly at the end of last week, he talked about the importance of developing a winning culture. So to him, even though it would be nice to see the Argos go for it on third and two, he wants to win this football game. He wants to teach his guys how to win. And, and that's what they're doing right now. And finish games as well. Yeah. That was a great opportunity to get the first down and, and, and put the stake in the heart, but unfortunately didn't quite work out. Flag down. Peffer looking for the corner. He's not going to get it, but it will go one yard deep into the end zone and a point given up. With a minute eight left, there's a little bit of returning room there. Uh, but this is going to be a procedure call against the Argonauts. 
Did they not have an end? It's that time of season where that might be the call. Overall, though, you know, i got to give both teams credit. Not a lot of penalties. No end against the Argonauts. That doesn't surprise me at all. So they'll punt again with a minute eight left. They'll move back and punt, uh, snap it from about their own 53. Pepper's not a nice yard, a nice game punting, but a struggle with a couple of missed field goals. Yeah. Well, he's got an opportunity here now to take a little something off of it. And, you know, depending on the coverage right now, they could pin the Hamilton Tiger Cats deep in their own zone. One minute, eight seconds left right now. By the time the offense takes the field, you're under a minute. Time for the defense to shine and, and shut this game out for the Toronto Argonauts. Argos uh, call the timeout, a minute eight left. A couple of guys really stood out tonight. Jimmy Ralph again was one of them. Uh, who else uh, played well tonight? Malcolm Williams had a nice night. We remember you were there that night in Winnipeg, second preseason game, where Chad Cackert went off. Yeah. And nobody expected him to make the team. No. And he had two long runs. Uh, in the second half of that game that allowed him to make the team, half a season later, they're cutting the CFL rushing leader. They give Cackert the gig the rest of the year, and they win a great cup. Yeah. You know, you look at the backfield. I thought Cam McDaniel had a, a strong game. James Wilder Jr. had a strong game. I love the fullback, James Tuck. Another nice punt down to the nine-yard line at the hash mark. Spinning off the first tackle is Altman, who wants to get outside and doesn't. And there's James Tuck. After making the block, getting there as the third man downfield and the locking up any big potential return from Altman. So the special team stepping up for the Argonauts. Now, with 52 seconds left, the Ticats need a touchdown, and they are 95 yards away from Pater. Well, and I like the idea that the coaching staff and certainly probably the players in that locker room, especially the veteran leadership, have impressed on these young guys. Listen, you want to make this club, you got to step up on special teams. And so far, it's been a very strong performance in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and certainly special teams. So good on the young guys for stepping up, understanding that maybe perhaps that's their role if they do make this roster. And uh, I thought they did a great job on the special teams. So here's some more good news for the Argonauts. There's a penalty on the play. I guess the Ticats, they're going to march the ball back inside the five-yard line. So the Ticats need 105 and a half yards to get into the end zone, and they've got 52 seconds to do it. And there is another Ticat taking a knee, and it is Altman, the returner, uh, who didn't quite make it all the way back to the Ticat bench. So see if Logan Kilgore can dial one up here. Yeah, and you talk about, you know, those defining moments in a season. I know it's the last preseason game, but... To Mark Tressman's point, you want to you wanna adopt this winning culture, this winning attitude, and you have a chance right now with 52 seconds left to close this game out. Heaven forbid things go wrong for the Toronto Argonauts, and, and that's that's the heavy baggage they take into the home opener uh, against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So here's a great opportunity to get your psyche right and get the season underway on a positive note. So let's see what Kilgore can dial up here. First down at the four and a half. Ticats moving from left to right. White tops, gold pants, black helmets. Kilgore unloads a little bit high on the in route. That'll be second down and ten. It's tough. Like, there are guys that you meet and you, you, you develop a, an affinity for. And Kilgore's one of those guys. And I hope he has a long CFL career. Not Hamilton, no. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love Kolaris. Not here. Yeah. How painful was it to see CO2 in black and gold last year? Well, and that's the thing, you know, if Jim Barker ever has a legacy in this league, it's it's guys like uh, 
um, you know, Chad Owens and Zach Kaleros and Trevor Harris that he brought into this yeah. league. Here's Logan. He's got a man over the middle. It is complete to the 25, to the 30, to the 33-yard line as Jay Lee out of Baylor makes the catch. And there are now 39 seconds left. Nice ball there by Kilgore. Yeah, and let's not forget uh, the coaches that he's brought along. Uh, Orlando Steinauer he gave a chance to. Mike O'Shea he yep. gave a chance to. Marcus Brady. Chris Jones is on that coach. Chris Jones, well. Scott Milanovic, absolutely. Back to pass. Kilgore going long, one-on-one. Adjustment made by Lee, but he could not hang on to the ball. As back there in the coverage for the Toronto Argonauts was Robert Woodson. Yeah, Robert Woodson got turned around, and, uh, you know, that had a disaster written all over it because... He picks up that long ball. Uh, all of a sudden, the Tiger Cats are at midfield with 24 seconds left, and, and who knows what's going to happen after that. Instead, they're back at their own 34-yard line with 24 seconds left. Second down. They need 76 for the touchdown. Anything else? Not good enough. Second down. Kilgore back to pass. Going to step up, and down he goes. The defense gets there first, and McFadden is in on the tackle. And that will be third down and a long-distance phone call now as Camario McFadden makes the tackle. Well, great penetration by the uh, by the front four again. And you know what? I can't say enough about the front four right now. They've had a really strong game. And, and let's face it, you're not playing with Sean Lemon. You're not pacing with, uh, uh, you know, with Cleon Lang. You, you, Ken Bishop isn't getting a lot of playing time. Daryl Watt is seeing, you know, spot duty here and there. So I'm giving a lot of credit to the Dylan Wins, um, certainly the Jeff Finleys and, and the Matt Carsons. Uh, Cam Walker's had a strong game up front. So good on the front four. That's what sets the tempo on defense, and it makes the jobs of the linebackers that much easier. Third down and 14 to go from their own 30-yard line. Four receivers to the right, two up top as the Ticats move left to right. Argos have six on the line of scrimmage. They sent five, and there is a completion across midfield and a potential big game for the Ticats, and that's Brandon Banks in late in the game. Who's this rookie trying to make this team? Speedy B all the way down to the 42-yard line of the Argos with 10 seconds left. They've given Logan Kilgore a chance to get into the end zone for one, maybe two more plays. Gee, you think Ken Austin wants to start the season on a high as well? <laughs> let's put uh, Brandon Banks in the game, and let's see if we can make something happen. They started at their own five. They've taken it to the Argo 41. Ten seconds left. He got out of bounds. The clock stop. It's a bad snap. Kilgore fighting for it, and he's brought down. The ball is still loose back in their own 50. And with two seconds left, I believe the Argonauts fell on the football. They say they do, and so does the official, and the Argos are going to come into Hamilton. And I know it doesn't count in the standings, but this will be the first win, unofficially, at Tim Hortons Field. The moral victory. Learn how to win in this building. There you go. Set the attitude, the winning culture. And you know what? Up until that last play, it was a really well-played game. Uh, So... Other than that last fumble where it looked like Keystone Cops, uh, good job on both sides of the ball. Both those teams have now have a huge, huge challenge ahead of them, setting their rosters and getting ready for the home opener. And these same two teams are going to meet. So here we go. Time to take one knee 
and get ready for the regular season. Nice job by Dakota Prukop and Jeff Matthews in the second half. And there's the final play of the game. Argos come into Hamilton, come up with a 23-16 win. See you at BMO a week from Sunday. We'll come back and get into the postgame, uh, an abridged version of the postgame show, as we continue with Argo football here on TSN 1050.